your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Thomas Welch. And I'm Josh Hyman. Kind of got a solemn episode for you guys today. The Blues fall to the Coyotes once again, 4-3 to in the shootout. Game that they probably should have won, uh, but the Coyotes came back in the dying seconds. So we're going to be breaking down that whole performance for you today. But Josh, before we get started, I just want to remind everybody at home that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bars. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Now, Josh, what are your initial takeaways from last night's performance against the Arizona Coyotes? It kind of felt like uh, the Blues got off to a good start. The first, a lot, of the, a lot of the periods felt like they were getting that work ethic, playing consistently, throwing bodies on. I think Jacob De La Rose had a great game. I think Mack had a great game, Mackenzie McEachern. Um, and a lot of guys kind of stepped up to fill that void, uh, given all the injuries, but I just couldn't pull out the victory. Yeah, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. I think the Blues played a good game, all things considered. I think that there's a lot to be happy with. I think that they competed really hard for a full 60 minutes, and I don't, I don't think that's something we've been able to say after a lot of games this season. Unfortunately, there were still some lapses that really showed through and, and proved to be their downfall. You know, the the penalties continue to be an issue, continue to take a lot of penalties in, in games that they lose. And tonight that once again proved to be the, the, the reason that, that they would lose. Jaden Schwartz takes a late penalty. And of course the Coyotes beat the buzzer. It seems like we always get buzzer beater goals scored against us. But, you know, it's just one of those situations that, Stanley Cup winning teams don't find themselves in. And luckily, we're only about a quarter of the way through the season, so there's time to work that out. Um, but should never have been in the shootout in the first place. And even then, overtime was, was really, really poor, and shootout wasn't much better. So, No, not at all. I think, I think it was a great game from Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, it got a goal. I think it was his 200th career goal. Was that it? I think it was. 200th career goal. Darcy Kemper's got his 100th career win. Uh, so kind of a milestone game on both sides of the ice. David Perron played well. Garland continues to just feast on He's us, bro. He's a monster. And, and that entire line, too. Dvorak and uh, all of those guys, it just feels like uh, they've just been using these games against us as stat boosters. So at some point, if the Blues want to beat these guys, they got to figure out how to shut them down because they've been lethal. Well, I got good news uh, on that one, Tommy. If they are going to figure out how to beat them, they'll be able to do it next weekend. Or this weekend, I guess you could say. Yeah, Saturday. Um, Saturday. we got two Blues more against are them. playing the Coyotes every single game for the remainder of this regular season. <laughs> That's what it feels like, honestly. No, but I, I mean, hey, it's going to be a, a real big test of the mental toughness of, of the Blues, you know, playing the same team. What is this going to be, seven times in a row? I think so. Something seven, like that. Six or seven, yeah. So, uh, I mean, at this point, you really comes down to which team beats themselves because you assume that they're going to know each other so well playing every other night for the past two and a half weeks, three weeks, whatever. Um, 
So it's definitely going to be more of the same this weekend. I think it's going to be really, really close matchups between the Blues and the Coyotes. But I do think at the end of the day, the Blues are the better team, and they got beat by some tough bounces and some penalty calls and some some sloppy play. But overall, if the Blues play the way that I think that we know that they're capable of playing, that they should be able to beat a team like the Coyotes. And unfortunately, it feels like we've been saying that for a while, so maybe we're just wrong. But I hope we could see that this weekend. There are some positives to take away from this game, like we talked about, like scoring on the power play. I think was huge for this team just because it hadn't happened in so long. I think they were one for like 25, 26, something like that while they were at home, which that's concerning too is they're losing all these games while they're at home. And we actually have some minimal, to be fair, but some fans in the stands as well. So you can talk about it being a pandemic season all you want, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of of stadiums that are empty and in the bubble – the stands were empty and the players even talked about like it's weird not having fans there and now that they have fans there and they can actually hear the crowd noise and don't have it pumped in uh they're still not they're still not playing their best hockey so at at some point you get tired of hearing the same thing over and over again after games you get tired of hearing the excuses I don't know I don't know what it's going to take for these guys to get pissed off because we saw uh Clifford getting a fight that was a lot of fun Throw some, throw some big hits on guys. Zach Sanford got a little mad after he got hit behind the play. Takes an unnecessary penalty. But I feel like in years past, especially in the cup run, this team would pride themselves off being disciplined and would just go out and beat guys with their play and not go into an emotional frenzy when the penalties start to stack up. And it feels like the opposite this year. And I think we have reason to be concerned for that. It's frustrating, man. It just feels like there's so much puck watching. And that's leading to these penalties and these goals. You look at the end of the game, and I feel like both of the both of the the dagger incidents for the Coyotes were as a result of puck watching. You know, Jaden Schwartz takes that penalty because he's got his stick up and he's not engaged in the play in the right way. You know, his stick should never be up in that situation, and and, and it's just a frustrating penalty to take. You know, you you can't argue against that one, but at the same time, that that situation should never have happened. And then on the final goal. You know, you just got to hold out for another half a second. And sure, it was a tremendous stand for the Blues. And the penalty goal played spectacularly. Had a lot of blocked shots. And, you know, the pass was unbelievable. That set up the, the tying goal. But it's just, yeah, it's just frustrating. You know, it feels like you do all the right things. And then they have such such stretches of such uninspired hockey that has cost them games. And you can't afford that the further the more the season goes on the less you can really afford to drop points here and there because you lose lose effort for one or two shifts a night and give up goals another positive you can take away is uh 28 blocks on the night i feel like that's a higher number than we've seen for the majority of this season uh, so it feels like the defense is kind of buying in a little bit more and obviously getting bertuzzo back in that regard helps a lot to bump up those numbers uh, but yeah man like and I get at the end of the game there, like guys are out there for uh, over probably close to a minute 30 and they're winded and they don't have their legs under them, but they are still laying out bodies, blocking shots. And uh, Dvorak just makes, just makes a great pass to Keller and he finds the back of the net with 0.7 seconds left. But it just, just should have never gotten to that point. Like you said, like you get you go up on a power play with a little over two minutes remaining and you're up by one goal, it should be GG's. It should be it. There should be no penalty afterwards, a four-on-four, and then offsetting with Justin Falk and the embellishment, whatever the hell that was. Like, it's just unnecessary. 
play your game, finish the game out, and go get the next one. Like, you said it best. It's frustrating, beyond belief. Sloppy, inconsistent, frustrating, but you know what isn't uh, sloppy and inconsistent? Uh, always reliable. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Now, as Tommy painfully knows, uh, football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And by the way, I do want to get into the Super Bowl in the, uh, maybe the third segment of today's episode. I know Tommy's probably trying to avoid it, but uh, definitely think we need to do that. Um, but online even covers things you might not expect, like award shows, TV shows, and even reality TV. So if you're watching, I think, The Bachelor, Bachelorette, whatever the heck season they're on right now, if you think uh, uh, Tasha is is going home this week then bet the house <laughs> bet the house go all big. in actually don't go all in bet no one advise against that it's not fun <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that later uh they have real-time updated odds and props on literally almost anything you can imagine i won pretty big this weekend uh on during the super bowl because miley cyrus showed her belly button during the pregame show uh it was a great it was a great bet uh, really did well. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. But the best part is if you head over to the website right now using your mobile device on, or your computer to sign up today, and if you use your co- code Locked On, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with that first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and we'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, before we transition into the Super Bowl, which I'm so excited to talk about, and I know you are too, let's talk about what feels like we've had this conversation so many times, but what needs to change heading into this weekend, heading into the slate of games? What sticks out from you uh, from the past few Blues games, the past few losses? Well, we talked about it on a couple podcasts ago, but I said this essentially would be the closest thing that the Blues have to a simulated playoff series right in the middle of the season because it's one two three four five six games in a row uh so as it sits right now the blues have won one of those games and then dropped the next three so they're down three one in the series that's exactly so if you lose another one you go home but essentially and i get that there's like a different mindset you go into when you're like oh it's playoff hockey and like you kind of get into that zen space as opposed to like a regular season series where you keep playing the same guys but it sh- it shouldn't really be different in my opinion and like if you come out uh one game and lose by one goal you should come out next game and be pissed off and play hot especially in the first period and we've seen this blues team does not come out hot in the first period they get behind uh take dumb penalties are undisciplined and then next thing you know they're behind can't crawl back or they go behind with 0.7 seconds left in the game don't have enough time to crawl back and then lose in the shootout because they're not very good at them so i i think moving forward you just got to learn from your mistakes and it feels like this team's not doing that because they're not making the necessary adjustments they say uh we're getting outworked every game and then they go out and don't pick up the work and i think uh, to be fair, like you were saying, I thought they did pick up the work in this game. Um, that's probably why they led for so long. But again, the lack of discipline uh, comes to bite them in the ass, especially when you're on a power play. That that's a thing too. Is like it seems like this team consistently gets a power play next and five seconds, like, next ten seconds. Yeah, exactly. Just washes it out, and then their dude gets out of the box and he's got a clean break on Bennington, who can only do so much. So it's like. 
it just feels like they're they're making a lot of mistakes and they're saying all the right things in the press conferences, but they're not learning from them. Or if they are, they're not act they're not acting on the stuff that they have learned, if that makes sense. And once again, I'll go back to something that I kind of touched on earlier in the season when they were having their struggles, and I think I'm still seeing it. And, and again, I, I'm in no no place to really truly judge it. I don't want to throw this word around, but it, it feels lazy. Um, just the penalties with a few seconds left and giving up a goal with a second left, that, that it just seems like lazy tendencies and things that you – wouldn't expect out of a team that was kind of firing with maximum efficiency and you know firing on all cylinders um you know obviously this isn't playoff hockey but imagine we saw a loss like this and in, in a, something like a playoff game that would be otherworldly unheard of for a team like the blues or any team that was in the playoffs. so it, it you could take that in two ways and, and one it's really concerning that we're seeing that but on the other hand it's something that if you have faith in this blues team and you think that they are capable of better hockey, which I think we can all agree that they are, then you could say with confidence that there's no way that this is still going to be going on come playoff time. And I I would like to agree, but it seems like this is the 10th episode in a row that we're talking about the penalty issues and the discipline and the lack of effort in key scenarios. But I I do have faith that they will eventually work it out and, you know, get, get more comfortable defensively and stop taking these lazy penalties but until then they got to figure something out because the standings can can shift quickly and and it's not going to work in their favor if they play like this yeah especially like you talked about uh, a couple episodes ago like point percentage coming into play and all of these games getting suspended and eventually they might not be made up right so if the season gets cut short or paused or what have you there's a lot of things that can happen in that time so the more you lose games that you've already played uh the more your point percentage goes down uh the more your morale goes down it seems like so at some point this team's got to pick it up for sure i agree with you it's frustrating it's it's disappointing because it really feels like we're just repeating ourselves on these on these podcast episodes i mean on one hand it's it's easy because we know what we're talking about heading into the episode. It's like, oh, same old, same old penalty kill, being being overworked every single night, and Ben don't break. But you know, sure they got the point tonight. It was great, but this was such a winnable game, and it feels like that adds to, you know, there have been losses this year where the Blues have just been outright outplayed, but there have also been a bunch of losses that are like, damn, they really could have and should have won this game. And this is one of those. This is one of those. Like we said, forty-three shots on goal on Darcy Kemper. Mm-hmm. Like that, that that just spells a recipe for success, and it just didn't happen. One one team is going to have to play Colorado or Vegas in the first round of the playoffs and, and get a really raw deal, and it might come down to one or two points at the end of the year. Let's say the Blues the Blues get end up in second or whatever because because Colorado got first place or whatever it may be, or they end up in fourth because they, they lost their out on third place by a few points. All of a sudden, great, you're facing the avalanche in the first round, and if you get through that, the Vegas Golden Knights in the second round. Good luck. It, these these games matter, and as much as it's great to talk about, well, if they just do this, then they'll start winning. Yeah, I think, I, I think you're right. I think that if they stop taking dumb penalties, they'll start winning games, but we're we're almost a quarter, if not more. I don't know. I can't do the math right now, but we're, we're, getting, we're getting close to a quarter, quarter of the way through the season. No excuses. Can't be doing this anymore. This is preseason stuff. It wouldn't be so aggravating either if it like, if it was just like a season where they're like, well, we think the Blues will be contenders, but 
uh, they're not really, we don't think they're like Stanley Cup favorites. Like, And maybe a lot of people didn't think they'd be Stanley, Stanley Cup favorites, but I thought after they got Mike Hoffman that they would put themselves right up there with Colorado, put themselves right up there with Vegas. And they said it too, like game one, they come out and just put on an absolute show for everybody, convince us they're a wagon. They're like, we're sick and tired of everyone talking about Colorado. We're sick and tired of everyone talking about Vegas. How about you talk about us? And then since then, crickets. I don't know. It just seems like they just did a complete 180 of their personality, and they're like, well, we're trying our best, and we need to pick up the work ethic, and then they don't pick up the work ethic. It's like, okay, well, which team are you? Are you the team that's pissed off that everyone's talking about all these other teams, or are you the team that's just like drops three in a row to the Coyotes at home? Pick one. Very frustrating. It's been inconsistent. The Blues have been far from dependable this season, but I will tell you something that is always dependable. And that is Built Bar. Whenever I'm feeling hungry, whenever I'm feeling a little need for nourishment, but I'm quick, I'm on the go, I got to hop on my 9.30 Zoom lecture and I got to have my camera on so I don't want to be making eggs and bacon in the background. I, I'm grabbing myself a Built Bar. You know it. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And the new and improved Built Bar is even delicious. They have the 12 original flavors that we've known and loved for so long, but they got six brand new delicious ones, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream. Cherry Barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. All bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. And the best part is Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while still indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for all different types of diet, especially if you're doing a keto diet. They work perfectly for that. Um, but depending on what flavor you get, you're averaging around 15, 16 grams of protein, 150 or so calories, give or take, five grams of sugar and five grams of net carbs, depending on which flavor you choose. But they're all delicious. They all taste amazing. So go to BuiltBar.com right now and use that promo code locked on, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code locked on for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And we'll be right back with the end of today's episode. All right, Tommy. Time for the segment that I've been waiting for. I'm excited. I know you are too. Uh, yeah, there was a there was a big football game a couple nights ago. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers took on the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, smoked them. Smoked them. I wasn't gonna Absolutely get to the point them. too quickly, but yeah, <laughs> it wasn't very close. Uh, excuse me. The Kansas City Chiefs did not register a touchdown all, all night. And yeah, as far as our bets, it was decided pretty early who was who was walking away happy with some money in their pocket. You did miss out on the over, though. I so did. I'm going to call you out on that one. But yeah, I mean, it felt like early on, the first drive, actually, when Pat Mahomes dropped back, and I think in .3 seconds, there was already a Buccaneer's hands in his face. I was like, yeah, it's going to be a long day. I don't know if I want to watch this whole thing. But uh, credit where it's due, Buccaneer's defense played absolutely out of their mind. Uh, Tom Brady, as much as I hate to say it, he had a fantastic game picking apart, uh, I wouldn't say a weak defense, but the Kansas City Chiefs defense is not their strong suit, it's their offense. Historically dynamic offense, uh, and the Buccaneers defense shut them down and like you said, didn't let them score a touchdown. So at the end of the day, people always say defense wins championships and it definitely helped (laughs) <laughs> the Buccaneers uh, go on to their victory, but I think Patrick Mahomes will be back, and I think uh, honestly, it's it might be good for him losing in the Super Bowl, especially early this early on in his career because uh, he's kind of been at the top of the mountain, and now he's been 
he's fallen at the uh, base of the mountain and uh, felt that feeling as well, you know, so uh, it could potentially lead him to better things in his career because of this experience. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Patrick Mahomes has only lost twice in the playoffs, and both times it's been to Tom Brady, so it's definitely a humbling experience. I mean, he's witnessing, you know, the the greatest football player of all time uh, be great, so there's no better guy to learn from, and I'm sure maybe one day he'll get close to some of Brady's records. But, yeah, I, I'm sure it's a great experience for him. Uh, no, but jokes aside, I mean, his, history in the making. I think it's some, there's something to be said, too, about the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs didn't register a touchdown the entire game, and the next day people were still talking about an incomplete pass that Patrick Mahomes threw just because it was that impressive that he threw a pass in midair with no feet planted, just his arm strength, 30 yards, completely horizontal, hit a guy uh, in the face mask, and he dropped it. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, Mahomes, is, Mahomes is a cheat code, and... and... That game was a few bounces away from, you know, certifying Mahomes' path to becoming the next the next guy in the in the goat conversation. I still think he he's going to get there. Uh, just give it a couple of years, but it, it was it was a good game. It wasn't as good as I was expecting. Um, mm-hmm. The Bucks defense kind of kind of shut down all, all chances of that, and that's- and that's what it, that's what it boils down to too. Is like obviously I was pissed off about the bet and pissed off because I'm a big Chiefs fan, but like I think. Any fan of football just wants the Super Bowl to be fun. And I think, what was it, the year that the, was it the Seahawks that blew out the Broncos? And I was just like, I don't even want to watch this, like, after halftime. Like, it's just, like, a a long, boring march to an eventual death for this team. And they're just going to run the ball out and run the clock. And I'm like, I could do other stuff, like, eat a bunch of dope snacks, so... Uh, <laughs> but uh, the commercials were good. I, I liked a lot of them. Uh, but, yeah, at the end of the day... Uh, I would have liked at least to see a little bit more of a fight from the Chiefs, and obviously having an injured offensive line doesn't help that when you're going up against probably one of, if not the best defenses in the NFL, so that's problematic. It was basically the Buccaneers against Patrick Mahomes because his receivers didn't show up either. So Yeah, yeah, bro, can you believe there were less than two and a half ma- commercials featuring people wearing masks? I couldn't believe that under hit for me. No way. Yeah, that was like the a, one that you bet on accident. Yeah, I meant. To, <laughs> oh, that's nuts! I Congrats. Meant to, I, I meant to take the over, but I took the under, and and there weren't like I don't know if there were any commercials with masks, but yeah. Dang. Big big winner. That's impressive. Gotta yeah, gotta lose go. it all somehow. How much money did you make? Uh, I think I was at like two ten at the beginning of the night, or like before I put all my bets down, and then I'm at, I was sitting mm. at like two seventy now. So I think I I profited yeah. about sixty or seventy bucks. Yeah, that's solid. Had a good not night. Too shabby. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah, if you want to profit sixty dollars, maybe not on the Super Bowl, uh, but on any other games, make sure you use that promo code locked on fifty percent off on a welcome bonus. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's edition of the Locked On Blues podcast. We'll be right back here tomorrow. Uh, at 5 a.m. sharp, just as we always are. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at LockedOnBlues. You can follow me on Twitter at 1215. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. But as always, let's go Blues.